What were the best TV shows of 2022? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. This is the show where we answer your uh, questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, uh, and especially TV shows today. We're going to be giving our top 10 TV shows of 2022. With me, as always, is Roxy Stryer. Hi, Roxy. Hi, DJ. Uh, and we have a very special guest with us today to talk about the best TV shows of the year, Mr. Lon Harris. Lon, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Cool. Thanks for having me. Wow. Hey, everybody. Hong Kong. Yeah, I don't know where that voice came from. I, we need to get a soundboard. <laughs> and I need to find a way to get it to Roxy uh, because that was our wow. bit for – we've been doing the show a lot longer than I think we have. Yeah. Uh, years. Years. Uh, we joked about the soundboard. And one day I'll do it when I had uh, have time. Um, but listen. It was like a Dr. Nick sound I made. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hong Kong. I cleaned it with my napkin. <laughs> So, like I said, top 10, we're going to be giving our top 10 TV shows of 2022. For those just tuning in to this episode, uh, thank you for joining us. If you would like more of this show, you can do that over at patreon.com slash only stupid answers, where you can watch live. You get early access to episodes. We got uh, Patreon exclusive shows like Spider-Versity and what we're into. If you listen on iTunes, please give us five stars. We really appreciate it. And if you listen on Spotify, there's a question every week. So please be sure to check that out. But listen, if you're watching live, uh, it's a different time of year than if you're watching, you're just listening. Uh, and if you're just listening to the podcast, it's the new year. Happy new year, everybody. Wow. Yeah. You're in the future. Time travel. Congratulations. You made it there. It's just unbelievable achievement that none of us knew we would ever get to. It's touch and go here in December. (laughs) If you guys in January may not understand. It's a a coin toss every year for the past Mm -hmm. several years. But listen, New Year's, what do we do on New Year's? We do New Year's resolutions. Roxy, I'm going to jump to you. Do you have... Any New Year's resolutions? What are your thoughts on New Year's resolutions? By the time they're listening to this, I have some serious New Year's resolutions. Okay. Um, but as of this moment, <laughs> no, I like to pick a word of the year. Okay. That okay. is like my theme of the year, I suppose. Um, and that it can be a verb or an adjective. Can you give me an example? What's a what's a previous word of the year? Yeah, so a word of the year would be something like um, create, and that okay. would be like the whole year I want to focus on like create, or some or some years it would be build, or some years it would be um, like humility. Some years mm-hmm. it would be just like whatever it is that I feel like I really need uh, to center me for the year, so I can keep coming back to the word and just kind of um, remind myself what, what my purpose of the year was. Mm-hmm. I think that's then, really, that's a great, I like that a lot. That it, Have you ever done cognitive behavioral therapy? I certainly have, my friend. <laughs> that's what that sounds like to me. It's like giving yourself like a rubric and like a kind of a guidebook for things that you probably are going to think in like six months. Anyway, I, I like yeah, that. Yeah, totally. Some people, anybody who wants to borrow it, go ahead and steal it. But <laughs> some people decide to do more of like a, a phrase or a motto right yeah um, so anything that works for you and then i always try to I, I got this from a mentor of mine on one side 
I do things I want to accomplish in my entire life. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side, I do things I want to accomplish that year. And if I can't draw a direct line between the thing I want to accomplish that year and what I want to accomplish in my life, then I cut it off of my year. So that's how I make my goals. And they're, and some of them are very, very small. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I don't do big goals that I can't control. It won't be like, um, be cast in 14 films, you know, like something that I have no control over whether it happens or not. It'll only be things that like, I know I can do without outside forces. The only year I really didn't hit my goals was the year that we went into a pandemic and I actually had not seen that coming. (laughs) Fair enough. Who could have? Nobody hit their goals that year. That was crazy. It was like, make new friends. Nah, (laughs) no, not not happening. No. So those are, that's how I do my resolutions. I feel really strongly about, uh, it doesn't have to be January 1st, but every year checking in with yourself and making sure that you are being a better person than the year before, whatever that means to you. Yeah. And so, yeah, I love New Year's time and I love setting resolutions or goals or whatever you want to call them. Gotcha. What about you, Lon? Do you have any uh, New Year's resolutions, any goals for 2023? I mean, I think goals are very important. And it, and just like Roxy said, I think it's important to constantly be sort of checking in on yourself. How do you feel about what you're doing? What would you prefer to be doing? Or what things about your life would you want to change? I don't. I'm not a big do this in January every year guy. I feel mm-hmm. like that to me that that reinforces like a bad cycle where like you set and this is just me. I'm not saying this for anybody else, but for me, I will like set a goal in January and then by like mid February, if I realize oh I haven't really been doing a good job of keeping up with that goal, I give up. Like that that's I I just know this is how my brain works. Yeah, I'm waiting six weeks for my opportunity to give up. Whereas if I just, whenever it occurs to me in my life, like, you know what? I'm going to stop doing this thing yeah. that's leading to negative consequences and I'm going to change it. I, it's much easier to like motivate on that. If I get motivated in October, just do it yeah. rather than be like, oh, it's January. I have to make rules for myself for the next year. That's just me. Yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. perfect sense because we lose months of our lives waiting for January to set goals. Like I feel like everybody yeah. writes off November and December because they're just like, I'm going to do this top of the year. <laughs> right. No, it, I'm and I'm so months. like that. I'm so personally like that where I'll be like, if it's an excuse, even if I come up with a thing like, you know, I shouldn't eat. For hot dogs every day. That's not a thing I do. It's just yeah, an example. Yeah. Uh, if I like the next day figure out what I'm going to eat instead of four hot dogs, I'm much better off because my natural inclination would be like, but I've got time. <laughs> I can enjoy a hot dog right now. Yeah. And then someday in the future, I'll figure out what else to eat other than hot dogs. The lesson to the kids at home. Don't eat for hot. That's the big takeaway. You, I got on this. I'm, I'm obsessed with this now. Uh, there was a Nancy Pelosi interview two weeks ago or two, <laughs> like a month ago or something. And she said she eats a hot dog for lunch every day. That's her, her lunch. Every day is a hot dog. And I, it's hard for me to imagine a person eating a hot dog every day. Yeah. Especially how old is she at this point? I mean, not even a health. Not that- it, it's not, not that good. Not, not as old as you think. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Got yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> I, think she's, I think the hot dog is not. Yeah. yeah she's, she's 53. Uh, uh, no, I mean, no, I think, no, no. like, it's not even that he's that bad for you. It's yeah. just like gross after a while. Like, yeah. Oh, no. She's okay. She's 82. I thought she was oh. early 70s. She's 82. Maybe the hot dog gate works. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a- it feels like the the habits of the of the previous generations is a real uh, scatter shot because you've got a lot of people yeah. going down in like mid sixties. 
Like recently we've had like boom, 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 like like sixties done. And then you got people eating a hot dog every day at eighty two and you're like, God bless, I guess. I don't know, man. <laughs> That was definitely. I like the- love hot dogs. Don't get me wrong. I love a hot dog I, I too. I wrap a hot dog, but I am in the mood for a hot dog maybe once a month. Yeah. Right. You know, where you're like, I could go for a hot dog today. Yes. Like, I think that's exactly day. it. A hot dog is an it's a it's a delightful treat. But it's an occasional treat. <laughs> yes. It's not a yeah. daily. No, I remember what you know as a kid. At least for me, as a kid, a lot of a lot of hot dog and a lot of bologna action. And then you get to an adult, sure. you're like, fuck, why? Why would why would I eat? Why did I eat those? <laughs> because it's, Oscar yeah. Mayer had a way. Yes. That's yeah, that's the thing, DJ. They had a way into our hearts. Uh, in the way. <laughs> he moved. Uh, to, uh, for me, I'm. I'm typically, I guess it's less resolutions, but I always have my my goals, mostly projects, mostly like, okay, am I going to get this done this year or not? Uh, so I've got probably this point, I might not have announced, I've got a big project in the first quarter of 2023. Uh, stay tuned for that. Wow. And then I'm working on something pretty big in the back half of 2023 but you know uh we'll see if that works out that a lot of a lot of outside variables deciding whether i'm able to accomplish that or not so we will see but i don't know that i do so much i guess on my bulletin board you know i break down uh three months at a time and then i have a little like thing in the bottom corner of stuff i'd like to get done in the year and i normally get about half of them done and then i feel sad about the other half uh yeah. so you it's know so hard. i used to do more of that but like when and i'm i'm sure you both have have experienced this as well but when when a lot of what you do is like writing videos or film projects or tv like you can only take it so far no matter how hard you push yeah like Part of it is you're leaving this up to the universe, you know, like, there's like I can finish the script. That's a goal for me. But like, yeah. I'm going to get this made is like, yeah. I'm going to try my very best. Yeah, but I'm like, going to do what really I can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think so, it's important to separate those into mini goals for right. anybody who's like legitimately interested in creating goals. I think it's I'm going to pitch this to four different people. Yeah, not I'm going to yeah. get somebody to buy this. It's no. important to center them in, in things that you can motivate on and realize rather than like, I'm going to I, I I'm not a, a big like secret guy. Like I'm yeah. going to put this energy into the world mm-hmm. like, oh, OK, but yeah. you might be disappointed. Uh, uh, yeah, Are you guys it, on Manifest TikTok at all? And I don't mean the TV show. I mean, like, manifesting things. No, no. Okay. I, I'm not, so, I'm not, I'm not a big manifester. I'm Let not me tell really you guys, on TikTok. <laughs> I'm from Boston. Yeah. I don't think I ever heard the word manifest until I stepped foot in Los Angeles. That yeah. is not something we do. Mm-hmm. Um but because of my two World Girls co-hosts, they are obsessed with manifesting things. They both sure. believe they are witches, mm-hmm. which is a story for a different time. But I am on Manifest TikTok. That shit is crazy. Mm-hmm. People will read like whatever they want, whatever their goal is they're trying to accomplish. Say that it is, I'm going to get this TV show sold. They will implant that in a specific person's brain and then write a letter as if they were that person accepting their project and then read it out loud like 10 times a night and then sleep with it under their pillow until it happens i'm like oh my gosh maybe we 
we should put that energy into getting the project made. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's that's, weird. That's, it's, yeah. it's it's you know like uh, it's magic stuff, and it, it is. I will say it is funny as somebody that grew up in the South. In a, in a deeply religious community and you come out west and people love to dunk on the religious and then they do that shit and it's like well fucking calm down okay like don't yeah. don't come it's at all... me for praying to god all right because you're yeah, doing you're it's... putting notes under your pillow hoping a genie will grant your wishes okay so you know we're not that different is all i'm saying um and is it in retrograde or not i mean it all depends on how we but i will I say also, there's if you believe that that works isn't there a moral aspect that like that's <laughs> your mind control that's what, like inception is wrong yeah hundred percent what i was thinking on like I, if i did that which i wouldn't because yeah. it seems like a waste of my time. well i don't believe it works right. yeah. but if i did yeah. yeah but if i did and i did it and then i would feel bad mm-hmm. like you didn't buy this because you thought my show would work you bought it because i whispered sweet nothings into my pillow yeah like i sirened you with Listen, my siren song like, i that's, that's, i yeah. love your your guys moral fortitude if i believe that would work i would 100 do it i don't oh give a shit God. but well, but saying i wouldn't do like i would but i would wrestle with but it. i would wrestle got it dj is what you heard that we weren't gonna do it? Oh, okay yeah sorry okay i would have problems with it but i would probably do i would probably do it but but <laughs> i will i will say i do think i do think there there is merit um in the idea of like vibes like if you if you if but it, like if you if you like um um really invest in like well i guess this isn't going to work out nothing's going to work out whatever whatever you might trip yourself up you know you might not be open to opportunities that are in front of you um or as if you're more positive more open uh, not that you're actualizing that stuff I'm not going to say that shit doesn't happen. The universe is a big place. I don't know how things work, but I don't necessarily invest in that. I don't believe in magic, but um, I do think if you uh, in, invest the, I, I guess I what I'm saying is I believe in actualizing stuff to the degree that you allow yourself to be more open to opportunities in front of you. Maybe maybe be able to think outside of the box. Maybe find ways to work stuff um, in your favor. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's always what it is. It, yeah. it it seems like it's leading to these positive outcomes, but it's really just because you're, you know, you're you're remaining upbeat and positive, and yeah. that's a better attitude to have than being negative yeah. and cynical. You know. And that is coming from somebody that is deeply negative and cynical. <laughs> that's 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 my yeah. mo. That's who I am. But I do try. Um, listen. Uh, that's all well and good. New Year's resolutions. Oh, we do have some in the chat. Uh, we were joined today by Leonard Kim and Kayla Solomon. Uh, Leonard Kim says, I tend not to make New Year's resolutions, uh, more so just setting goals uh, when I deem it necessary as opposed to waiting for January 1st. And Kayla Solomon says, yeah, uh, same, but goals I have right now will be to, uh, that will carry into 2023 are financial planning related. Good call. Good decision there. Um, let's go on a quick ad break, and then we're going to come back with our top 10 shows of 2022. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh my God, we're back. Uh, I'm very excited to have you both uh, to talk about TV shows because I feel like you're both very much, I know this with Roxy, but I feel like this is true of you too, Lon. You're very much TV people. Like when I told you, hey, have a top 10, you're like, I'm good. I'm golden. I've got you covered. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do the the inside streaming newsletter now, which is just like, it's all TV news and I watch a ton of the shows and I'm hearing about everything. So I, I feel like I'm, I'm more immersed now in the TV world than maybe any other time in my life. And I'm watching... You know, I can't I can't leave the apartment that much. So I'm yeah. watching a ton of television shows. There's been a plague going on, you know. Yeah, I don't know if TV. you've heard, folks, but it's not safe on the streets. So TV is where it's so at. It's not safe uh, on the streets or in these sheets. What does that mean? Find hey. out. Stay tuned. Um, so we're going to go through a top 10. I know based on past conversations, Roxy, the top 10 was probably a little bit tricky. Or were you good this year? You're like, no, I got my 10. No, no. DJ, in the last 30 seconds, I have gone back and forth on my on <laughs> one of my spots 82 times. Wow. Watched 115 shows to date so far. Ooh. Oh, that's um, you're 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 beating my record. Yeah. And sure. it is just like I, I feel personally invested in these shows in a way that is not healthy. Like if I don't put them on my top <laughs> 10, they meant less, less to my life and <laughs> meaning less to my life was like, just the, the whole thing is so stressful to me right. that I reserve the infinite right to change my mind tomorrow, the <laughs> next day. These are my top 10 in my current shoes, which are socks. Yes. And that is how I feel. I can't I can't even be asked to order them at this point because that feels like choosing children. Yes. Uh, I do feel like I worked on every single one of these shows. <laughs> I worked on none of them. Yeah. Like it's this is a feat. It's sure. a feat. So with all that said, let's start with you. So I uh, I think Juan and I are gonna go top to bottom, ten to one. Um, okay. But right, I is, see that. All right. But but Roxy, no order doesn't matter. Willy nilly, just going for it. Where where do you want to start? I want to start in the middle. Okay. Of things that it might be the end, might be the beginning. Yeah. yeah Time is relative. Up. Numbers are made up. Yeah. Um. So on my list for sure is my favorite comedy of the year, which is Abbott Elementary. Yes. I. This is definite top 10 for me. Pretty sure it's top five, not top three. Um, excellent, really great sophomore season that they're having, rooting for this show to run 10 seasons. This is our what we have right now that I liken to The Office um, or Parks and Rec or 30 Rock. Yeah. Uh, Quinta's doing an unbelievable job. I love all the characters. It's going to win a ton of Emmys, and it's – uh, 45 season run however long it goes yeah. so yes on it, the list for sure it is also of the comedies i watched this year this and mythic quest were the only two that actually like were comedies like we're committed to like hey we're about jokes we're not going to get into existential make you question your life uh we're yeah, just going to do jokes I mean, that, 
that's a weird thing. Like we we kind of the sort of comedy drama sort of style kind of not only took over and became predominant, but pushed out like all conventional sitcoms. Like yes. there's like four conventional sitcoms left and most of them are terrible. Yeah. So I feel like Abbott Elementary is like keeping the trend single-handedly, keeping it alive almost at the current moment. Like I think this was the only conventional sitcom I even watched this year. Like It's hard to even think of another one. I will say little, it was wild watching this week's where they just try to sneak in Vince Staples as Gregory's friend. Like, hey, Vince Staples, by the way. And you're like, time, I need a whole, how did, I know he's playing playing a character, but like, how did they become friends? Where you can't just sneak in a Vince Staples on me. What are you doing? <laughs> I think you can casually insert a Vince Staples. I don't me know. too. It was yeah, very I'm helpful not, for I'm me. I'm not anti that. I was. Just, it just. I just blew my mind. I was like, "How did they become friends? What are the? What is their backstory?" <laughs> They've been doing this all season, though, yeah. where they get NBA players. Yeah, but they normally get... they're like playing themselves. It was helpful though because I was on. Um, Maude Garrett show has a has a show on AMP. And uh, there's like a radio aspect where she like picks songs. I'm like, I don't, nobody ever asked me about music, like the music I listen to. So I, but fortunately I just watched Abbott Elementary. So I'm like, I picked my favorite, favorite Vince Staples track. We'll start with that. And then I built off of that. Um, go, yeah. It's one of those classic, like, that's a show that built a huge fan base in season one. Like it became like a huge cult thing that everybody loved. So now season two everybody's a fan they could just yes. get on the phone with whoever they want and be like come by do an episode like it's always fun when when you get become a like Chappelle show season two yeah 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 like he can get the Wu-Tang clan at this point he can get anybody why not get, yeah. get him on there Lon what's your what's your number 10 uh I'm actually gonna I'll try to keep it like relatively in order I'm I also picked a comedy uh series in its second season for my number 10 I like Abbott Elementary a lot but I went with uh HBO Max is the Righteous Gemstones. Oh, yeah. In the number 10 spot. To me, this show, even more so maybe in season two than one, it feels like one of those shows that's really tapping into, like, not anything relevant in terms of the the, the content. Like, I don't necessarily think, like, a show about a family of, of televangelists is, like, the current moment. But the the obsession with people being like bold liars and this idea to like live a lie but in this very aggressive way where you refuse to admit the truth even after it's blatantly obvious and you're just like continuing deepening into this crazy delusion yeah uh it feels so relevant right now when we're in this moment where like there is no truth there is no you know like reality it's whatever we all shape it for ourselves and i feel like very few the the boys kind of taps into that a little bit yeah and uh like tim heidecker's on cinema i feel like <laughs> is really relevant to this like like how we can all just kind of live in our own reality that we're scripting for ourselves constantly every day and i think the righteous gemstones live in that world and it's so clever about how those characters see themselves and move through this world where they're both the height of corruption but also these very proud preening christian figures uh and it's also just really funny. Yeah, An amazing ensemble. Edie Patterson is incredibly is incredible. funny. I still, Goodman I always go back. Killing it this year. Uh, her monologue at the end of season one, where you find out her relationship with the teacher in high school. You're like, oh my oh, yeah. God. Oh my she's, God. She's like unbelievable on this show. Another and, show yeah, that's I, like committed to like, hey, uh, it's, we're about the jokes here. It's not, we're not going to end with some right. sort of like existential dread or okay. moment. There is like I think with all Jody Hill, David Gordon Green stuff, like there there is a nugget of real reality and insight below all of it. Like yeah. it's not totally frivolous, but yeah, it's it's very like 
focused on being funny. And if you get anything out of it, great. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. 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 I think for me, you know, keeping up the trend, this is also a comedy and it was very, very focused on the jokes. And I, and I was hesitant at first to put this on my top 10 list because the question in my brain was, uh, it is, I think one of the best in its genre. Um, but is it one of the best of the year? And then I had to remind myself, but this is a genre I love, and this is my list. So if I think it's the best of this genre and I love this genre and I'm, it's She-Hulk, She-Hulk entered in my top 10, 10, because I think for me, it is easily the best of the Marvel Disney Plus shows. Um, I love the way it, it played with not only the comic book superhero formula, but the MCU formula at this, at this point. And as somebody that has been covering these movies and shows for a decade plus, for a show to finally like be like, well, look at this. That's kind of dumb that we do this, right? And it's like, yeah, show. I yes, finally. Um, and I, I thought it was, it was funny and it was great. I think the season finale is one of my favorite MCU bits. Um, so yeah, for me, She Hulk entered into the uh, squeaked into my top ten. I thought, I thought it was a really good show. I loved that show so much. I, I know what you mean, um, and it didn't make my top ten because I, I have, I have a hard time distinguishing like favorite from best sometimes. Yes. I think if it's just favorite, it was my favorite of anything on Disney Plus this year by far. Yeah. Uh, and I love the show, but it is, it was extremely controversial. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, I, I'm with you, DJ. It's like a weird, does this genre make best? Yeah. Um, yeah, but it, it was one. I think it was because I, I looked at other shows that I think might have better episodes or whatever. I think this was one of the ones like episode to episode, it kept delivering on what it promised, you know. And it wasn't a like, eh, you know what I mean. For 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 the most part, it it kept it 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 stuck to its core principles in a way that I I I really dug. Um, so next yeah, up, I oh. I, uh, I oh I was just gonna say uh, it. It has a problem that I think is shared by a lot of Disney Plus shows. There's one Disney Plus show that made my list, so I don't think it applies to that Ooh, one. Ooh, which one could it possibly ones. be? <laughs> hmm. uh, but where the first episode of the last episode, I just, I, I don't I don't feel like they're doing a good job of setting up and then concluding a season of TV. Mm-hmm. It just feels like these kinds of gimmicky, weird uh, like half formed and it, it, it throws off the whole show. And so there were a lot of episodes of She-Hulk I really liked. And yeah. I thought it was a really fun show. And I thought Tatiana Maslany was terrific. And a lot of the supporting cast and the guest stars they bring on were great. Uh, you know, funny and high energy. I enjoyed it. But man, that pilot like almost made me want to stop. Well, I was so bored. I don't care. There's these two characters yelling at each other on an island. And then it has nothing. It does barely thematically even links up with the rest of the season. And then that finale, they're always doing these gimmicky, like the character leaves the reality of their show and goes and has like a conference in an office with some other character. And it was like, we did it with Kang and Loki. But and we, I, we did it in WandaVision with Agatha. And like, I'm just like, I'm tired. Like, finish your show. Do an episode that wraps up the story you're telling. I don't want to get off. I don't want to get off the rails on this. But I do think the beginning and the end do thematically connect. And I do think it does a better job. Um, like, I think when you say Agatha and Kang, that was more of a, ah, never mind. It was Agatha and Kang all along. And it's like, well, but what? But I think it does, in She-Hulk, it does connect to um, her finding her own voice in her story. That's my take. Um, 
Let's go to. I liked it. It's a good. I'm not trying to knock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good show. Um, it isn't about what you didn't like. <laughs> it, it, it made my. It, it would have made the runners up list. Uh, Roxy, next up. My runners up list is literally seventy shows. Yeah, my run. My runners up list isn't that long, but it is pretty long. My runners up list is almost the entire slate. AMC's entire AMC Plus's entire slate. Yeah, I liked a lot. Of fucking great! Like all, almost every single one. I'm like, oh, this is, show's amazing. Anyway, Roxy, what's yeah. your next one? I wouldn't be surprised if this is on Lon's list as well. Uh, DJ, I don't think so. Okay, I'm going House of the Dragon on this one. Um, Runners up I, list. Loved it. I did love it. It just yeah, didn't make it, my top num- 10. It's number 12. Yeah. Folks. Number okay. 12 on Lon's list. I, if you would ask me after the pilot, if this was going to make my top 10 list, I would have like pissed in your cereal. <laughs> um, it, there just would have been no way. But then this show grew on me like a leech. Mm-hmm. I was so invested. And when I think at the end of the year, like what were the things I was recording that week that I had to watch first? And what were the things I didn't even get to record because I tried to watch in real time? I never made it to a Monday morning without having watched House of the Dragon. Yeah, Like that never once happened. So to me, that shows what I was prioritizing, what the people wanted, and also talk about performances from mm-hmm. like seven different casts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because they just got, continued to time jump. So yeah, this is, this is a top 10. Um, and honestly, I'm mainly speaking for the people. I'm the voice of the people, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I this to me is like to come back after the critical fan cultural drubbing mm-hmm. that the that the final two seasons of Game of Thrones, and not only get people interested in this world again baseline, yeah. but genuinely recapture the excitement everybody mm-hmm. I think used to feel before a new episode of Game of Thrones, like build to that level of passion and intensity and was like i gotta find out what happens yep. like, that's that's no easy feat they're making it seem like it's not that hard that's yeah. really it was really really, really hard and i think it and, shows yeah. that they 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 did a, a part of the many things that they did is they i feels like they paid attention to the criticism but they didn't apologize for it i think the temptation would have been have somebody some character in the show in some way voice like It'd be dumb if we did this, right? And they're like, no, <laughs> right, listen, yeah. we did it. We're not even necessarily ashamed of it, but we know you all didn't like it. So what can we do? And one of the answers to that question was maybe instead of following 15 different plot lines, we follow one and really fo- just drill into that one family and yeah. one story. <laughs> well, it's fascinating how they did that. The, the Game of Thrones is this sprawling. You've got 12, 14 houses you're following at a time. And we're really only keeping it within one house in the show. We barely even, you know, you don't, it's not like you're constantly jumping to High Garden yeah. and going north of the wall and, you know, Dorn in this scene. And like it, it really, and that it pays off beautifully. I think yeah. you do get a lot more time with Renera and yeah. with the, the High Towers and all these central characters. Great, yeah, I love great choice, that. Roxy. Great choice, Lon. Wh- I'm just very smart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump over uh, to Hulu for my next one. A a rare limit. I feel like limited series are going away. All the limited series, once they get too popular, they just become TV shows now. White Lotus. But this one is a rare actual limited series. The Dropout. Uh, the Theranos story uh, with uh, Elizabeth Holmes. Uh, 
you know, the sort of Amanda Seyfried, incredible yeah. performance as Elizabeth Holmes. And I, I'm, I was pretty cynical. I'm not a huge, like true crime guy and mm -hmm. all these like rip from the headlines type shows that Hulu does. I'm usually not a huge fan. There was that one, the act a few years ago that I thought was really creepy. Yeah. It was, it's just like, I don't know. I don't love like living people's real life misery as drama necessarily, but Man, th this show was so interesting and insightful into not only what Elizabeth Holmes was up to and what she was like, but how she manipulated all of these powerful people and how she sort of used the perception that, you know, tech is hostile to women and there aren't enough women in tech, which is so true, mm -hmm. but how she like rode that to do this fraud is so fascinating and um. You know, they, like uh, Laurie Metcalf has a supporting role in it where it really explores that dynamic. And the, the performances were great. It's really weirdly funny. And it sort of drills into just what an what an oddball she and Sonny Balwani were. Uh, I just it's it, a really like smart show that really upended my expectations for what it was going to be. Rox, I, I'll get to it. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I obviously saw this and I it, you can't be a TV like if you're watching 115 shows and you've seen the show, you can't think about your top 10 list and not think about putting this on there because it's just so well done. Yeah. So then it comes down to a matter of taste. There was so many true crime shows this year. Yeah, yeah uh, believe me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> As I was going through my stuff, I was like, okay, there's true crime. And then there's the different category of like whatever we're calling Dahmer, uh, <laughs> the, true, the true crime murder things. Yeah. I, I feel like a much better person when I watch the true crime science things. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. You know, they probably have low-key similar amount of deaths because yeah. of what happened on that show. It's great. It's excellent. Uh, I think it, it suffered from the fact that there were so many this year. Yeah. Be, that there was yeah. we, we Crashed and um, Pam and Tommy, which Super obviously pumped was but, the same time. Yeah, too, same thing. Show, like, yeah. There was just so many that this didn't quite make my list, but it was so great. For me, the next one on my list is uh, another show you can watch on Hulu. It's an FX show, but FX on Hulu, Reservation Dogs, season two. Mm. Uh, love that show. I think it's fantastic. I love the way it balances uh, comedy and more emotional stuff and more kind of surreal elements. Um, I love looks into... Uh, aspects of our culture that I'm not immediately exposed to. I think the form performances are amazing. I think the directing is amazing. And uh, I like it's, it does what a lot of like Rami did this this year and a lot of other, you know, comedy dramas where you kind of like zoom in on different characters and their stories. Like, um, uh, we got a lot of see, uh, an episode following bears mom and her friends, which was great. Yeah. I love reservation dogs last year. I love it this year. It's one of my favorite shows. Uh, yeah, I'm a huge fan. This it, it it's on it's later on my list, no. so I, I guess I'll save some of my own comments for when I pick it. But yeah. the one thing I was going to say is, I think season two even more than season one. It, it, this might be the most realistic lived-in show about teenagers ever made. Like yeah. I feel like we used to talk about like Freaks and Geeks that way, but Freaks and Geeks still feels like a comedy series where the teenage characters talk like they're on a comedy series. Yeah. Reservation Dogs is funny, but. And these feel like real kids to me. Like yeah. I can't separate the actors from their characters. Like I just, I feel like I know these, these teens in this world and it's so lived in and it's so realistic moment to moment. It's almost like 
it's almost eerie in yeah. a way. Yeah, I, I think this is one of the clearly one of the best seasons. And there's not like a weak link in the cast, like especially and you'll get episodes with like uh, Zal McLaren where he gets high with one of the meth heads and they go so on their good. like the little woods journey. That episode was amazing. Yep. That Fantastic. episode was amazing. Yeah. And it never and it toes that line where it never gets too heavy, but it never like it, it just like rides this really great line. Anyway, great show. Lon's going to talk about yeah. it more later. Also, uh, the, the the prey actress Amber Midthunder had yes. a really funny cast. Uh, hilarious fucking hilarious roxy what were you gonna say i also love this show i i didn't love season one i liked season one i loved season two i think it really just lived in itself way more and i was invested more in the characters which happens a lot of times in a sophomore year of a show especially like this kind of show one thing that i think you'll be excited about dj and lawn if this is appearing on your list later is that on like all of my respected lists that I look at of top tens, this was on almost every website. I mean, I was shocked by that. I was shocked because none of my friends watch this show. Yeah. Well, not none of them. You guys watch this show. We do, yeah. (laughs) But the general public when i go back home to boston nobody's talking about this show no Um, i had to yell at my my i was like i told my mom like three weeks in a row like you gotta be watching mm -hmm. reservation she still would it got to be like almost hostile where i was like listen just (laughs) give it two weeks and like now she's a huge fan but like yeah i don't know there is a resistance i think for whatever reason yeah um so i just think it's great that the people who are talking about shows do watch this show no roxy what's next on your list Okay, again, I just want to keep saying in no specific order, mm-hmm. next on my list is The Patient. Yeah, this yeah, is the yeah. show that I begged Ooh, people to watch. Like me. And I know for some people it didn't stick the landing, but for me, the ride was worth whatever ending we were going to come to. Mm-hmm. I can't believe they made this show as entertaining as it was. I feel like that's a weird word, but like, why why I loved this show is kind of beyond me. Mm-hmm. It's really like taking a bottle episode of a TV show and making it an entire season. Uh, but it was just exhilarating. I yeah. mean, another show that I couldn't wait till the next day to watch would stay up late to make sure that I did watch the show. I I thought the performances were wild. And I also loved the people who were watching it every week being like, what's going to happen? Yeah. Living or dying, what's happening? I appreciate you making me watch it. It did not make my top ten, but I did love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. It's 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 somewhere in the in the teens or early twenties, but I really I really liked it. And my my fervent hope is that it brings people back to the Americans, a criminally underseen show from the same creators. Yes, and like if you like the patient and have not gone back and watched the Americans, it's like one of the best ever shows you ever see. I yeah. Swear. One hundred percent, and I hope this gets them. They they can just keep doing this, like little, like yeah. one, whatever, like just Weird let, keep let them little, do this stuff. Yeah, yeah, dialogue driven thriller, personality, character study stuff. Yes, yep. forever. What what's next on your list, Lump? Uh, moving to number eight, another Hulu show. We're really, I'm 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 keeping us centered uh, mm-hmm. on Hulu. This had two seasons this year, so I feel like I should differentiate. I enjoyed both. Uh, we're talking Atlanta. Yeah. I enjoyed season three of Atlanta, but I don't know if it totally held together for me. I felt like it was a little out there with all of the sort of spin-off episodes where we weren't following the main cast. At a certain point, I like missed the core and it felt almost like a distraction. Mm-hmm. But man, season four, in 
incredible, totally stuck the landing, exactly the kind of stuff I love from Atlanta. I thought it had an amazing season finale that both felt like a in line with the absurdist humor of the show, but also really touching and really like brought it all home. Uh, I thought Brian Tyree Henry was outstanding in a ton of stuff this year, yeah. including this show. I just, I love these characters. I love this like weird little corner of the world that Donald Glover and his brother and <laughs> hero, Mackay uh, or Mariah yeah. created. And I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sad that we don't get to go back to that Atlanta. This is on my list too, Lon. Um, and it and it's not because it was best year for Atlanta. It's because this show was one of the best shows on TV and now it's done and it had two seasons this year. Yeah. Uh it's just like what this show did for how TV shows can be made and what they can talk about and and the directions they can go is great. And and the core four, as we call them, yeah. uh are like the best cast we've seen on any show ever, you know? So just in general, yes, yes, yes. Did not make my list because if I'm being candid, it kind of lost me with these two seasons where it kind of just felt like it never be became cohesive again. Like it never became like, it, it really felt like, uh, even in season four to me, like an anthology. And so it's hard for me to emotionally invest in the same way because I never felt like I I was able to connect with them. I, I episode to episode I really liked. I thought I thought it was good overall and there's uh, specific episodes that I really loved even in season 3. Yeah, there are season 3 episodes I think are 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 fantastic. Yeah. I don't I don't mean in some of them even the funeral, the one where the yes, the, the, yes. the kid oh my God. was raised by <laughs> the the sort of Dominican or no, she's I forget where she's Trini. She's yeah. Trini she's from Trinidad. Yeah, yeah. Uh that episode is phenomenal. Yeah, it's so incredible. And, and so again, really like, well done. Episode, yeah. it's just, it's just for some. It never recap, and it felt more. It felt experimental to the point of almost feeling indulgent to me. Like, like it, it felt like I'm watching Donald Glover's student yeah. films. Like, I, you know what I mean? Three, it's like three had that feel for me. Yeah. but I, I thought, I thought four, they, they brought it all home. But there's uh, just so many episodes that mm -hmm. I'm with you, DJ, on some of them. But like, because we got two seasons this yeah. year, yeah, uh, yeah, there was enough that to put together. Yeah, they're like because some of the episodes were so poignant and other of the episodes which worked for a ton of people like the goofy movie episode i was like wild this is wild this is wild <laughs> like yeah. that one. um yeah. this is wild yeah this is not my favorite episode of atlanta ever but i could see why people are obsessed with this you mm -hmm. know things like that and then there was more about our core four other times so yeah. i think that like that it was like a little bit of a grab bag take what yeah. you want leave what you don't I love the Tyler Perry one this year. Mm -hmm. uh, liked it, didn't, chocolate chocolate studios. Yeah, liked it. Didn't crack crack my top top ten. Um, I'm gonna flip to just because I want to kind of see how far we can keep this Hulu thing going. Uh, wow. Another show, Hulu killing it, this killing year. it. Technically an FX show, um, but but also FX on Hulu. The old man. Jeff Bridges and John okay. Lipgow in a spy okay. thriller. This was always going to be on my top ten. I love I I. I just love this show. I, I like this show for the same reason I like a lot of shows and a lot of shows on this list where it does the work. It's not that like crazy exciting things don't happen on this show, things that might seem outlandish, outlandish, but it does take the time and takes the steps to get you to a point where a reveal or something like that makes sense. And again, I can't stress this enough. If you have a show where Jeff, uh, John Lithgow and Jeff Bridges are just interacting and having uh, really engaging conversations, there is no way that wasn't going to like be somewhere in this conversation for me. So uh, I, I 
old man really blew me away. Really loved it. Very interested to see uh, what we do in season two. I loved it too. I think that because of outside um, things, they were not able to land this finale the way that I was hoping. Mm -hmm. And we are going to see more, but just uh, in general, I think it started so strong and then kind of trickled a little bit for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 with Roxy on this one. It it really the first two or three, I was like, hell yeah. And like exactly like you said, I love Bridges, love Lipgow. They're both great in this. And uh, you know, even even like Aaliyah Shawcat is terrific yeah. in this. And like it's a it's a great cast. I was really sucked in at first. It's a little slow and it's a little labored for me. I feel like by the end of the season, it started to feel kind of repetitive. I felt like I was at first, the show was was way ahead of me, but then I sort of caught up by the end of the season, and yeah. it stopped feeling as moment to moment compelling. Like I don't know, I don't I don't know that I got as sucked into this world as they kind of wanted me to, and I was more just kind of sticking around because I had invested so much time. I, I I'll probably go back for season two, but I'm not positive. I kind of ended up not you loving. You definitely it are much. going back for season two, what dude. I don't know, man. About? There's so many shows. This could be, there this is right on that border. Of, there are I might a lot of shows. It, I might cut it loose depending on where I am next year. Roxy, what's next on your list? Okay. Next on my list is, I think, um, not it's been so many months since the show came out that I feel like it's not going to be on as many people's lists as it should be. Um, and that show is Ozark. Mm. I love this show. I think that at points, this show was as good, if not better than Breaking Bad. I, I, I don't know why it's not being like spoken about as one of the greats ever. I, I don't know what happened that people just kind of fell off of it. I feel like it's came out of the gate more strong, but I love what they did with this final season. And I actually think, didn't we get two? We got the first half yeah. and the last half. This it was so broken into two parts. Yeah. Netflix yeah, needs them, to commit to an episode a week. They're now they're like, maybe we split up the seasons. Dude, just drop an episode a week. Give up on it. Netflix. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Ozark. Love the show. So good. Yeah, I thought I liked Ozark a lot. I thought it I, I thought it finished pretty strong. I it I mean it kind of had that it, it kind of does the Sopranos thing where there's yep. sort of like the villain of the season and every new season is a little bit of like a reboot and it does feel like oh okay so we're just chasing like this new nem cartel nemesis guy now. And there was a little bit of that this last season, but I thought Julia Garner got to finish on a really like nice note and I really there were people who didn't like the the final beat of the whole show. I thought it was brilliant, like a really interesting way to be like, there's there's no escape. There, there, it's a totally fatalist sort of view. Like they, the whole show's been about they're going to get away. But in the end, we kind of come around to this idea that it's gone too far. There's no going back. And like, I thought that was a really like interesting and provocative sort of note to end on. So I, I salute them there. Thank you. As I told you, I have personal uh, development in all of these shows. <laughs> all these shows, so, yeah. Yes, well, yeah. You're, well, you're welcome. I will, but yeah, this would have been like in the, you know, in, in my in my runners-up pile. For I, uh, I will watch it eventually. Uh, Lon, what's next on your... Come on, DJ! Okay, like Lon said, there's a lot of shows, all right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're, we're moving over the only uh, Showtime appearance in my top 10. Probably not a lot of people with a Showtime appearance, maybe, but yeah. here, here we go. Yellow Jackets. This was another early in the year, I feel like maybe forgotten now and not pop up on as many top tens although it's coming back i think in in march uh a rare show almost always when a show jumps between multiple plot lines or time 
frames, I like one more than the other. I'm like, oh, I wish we'd get out of these flashbacks and back to like mm -hmm. the main. Even another show that may be appearing on some lists, uh, Andor, there were flashbacks built in, and I was like, I'm done with these flashbacks. Let's <laughs> get back to the present, folks. Yeah. Uh, Yellow Jackets, I they somehow managed to make the teen survival story in the woods compelling and the adults covering up their mysterious old crime story compelling. I think a lot of it was just great casting of both groups of girls and women, but uh, really clever, kept me sort of right on the edge of my seat the whole time and, and really funny. And I'm I'm really enjoying the Christina Ricci zance that I feel like this mm -hmm. was a major tentpole of her, her comeback. Uh, to prominence and yeah i i really like yellow jack this is on my list too lon hell this yeah is, this is a definite uh winner on my list you're right i don't know if people are talking about it as much because it was earlier on in the year however this in its freshman year this show getting as much award buzz as it did was awesome for it yeah I think that uh, there's a lot of pressure going into the sophomore year to see if they're able to perform the way that they were the first season, which a lot of, I think what we loved was how new and fresh it was. Yeah. I'm curious if the second, the, I think the second season is either going to be significantly worse or great. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm really rooting for great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's tough with the I have I don't have a Showtime subscription. Sorry, everybody. Um, but it is it is tough when you're a more serialized show and you've got that kind of heat coming in off your first season of like, you know, uh, uh, paying off and building off that. Uh, now that we're officially off of our Hulu train for right now, uh, going over to HBO Max, we own the city. Um, if David Simon's putting out a new show, it's probably gonna be on my top 10 list. I love his procedural breakdown of how our society fucking blows. Um, and this one was at first, the first few episodes felt almost like an essay, almost like I was in a very interesting college lecture about this event in Baltimore. But by the end, fucking God damn it. There was, there was, I was genuinely devastated by, by some of the events in the finale of the show. Cause they're real events that really happened. Um, yeah. and, and. And it was tough to there's a particular police officer that does that seems like a genuinely good person and things do not go well for them. And uh, seeing the families push back on that in the real world, but then digging into what actually happened. It's like, oh, the show's actually probably this is probably what happened um, yeah. <laughs> is, is I get why you don't want that to be the case, but this is probably what happened. Um, heartbreaking. And really, I, I really got its hooks into me and um it really speaking to our our moment uh in a, in a lot of ways and and i highly recommend people check it out john bernthal of course fucking amazing uh great performances across the board yeah jamie yeah. hector was uh sean Souter, who i think is yeah. the character you're talking about yes. uh another unbelievable performance he was so good and josh charles too yeah. is playing a terrifying racist baltimore yes. cop yes and it's like it's honestly chameleon like from sports night like he doesn't look the same mm -hmm. in the, like it's it's a remarkable sort of terrifying 
turn. Yeah, I, I, I thought this was really, really powerful, yeah. too. Yeah. This Re- is the only show that we've mentioned so far that I have not watched. Wow. Uh, recommend. It won't make you happy. It won't bring you happy feelings, no. but it is a good show. I love not being happy. <laughs> that's like that's yeah. like fucking uh, uh, David Simon's thing. Like, I still, like, when, when we talk about Oscar Isaac performance, I always think of... Um, uh, show me a hero i think that was what it was yeah. called yeah Fucking that's another cr- david simon but also just utter- utterly devastating just, like, just oh my god heartbreaking very heavy uh, i also have to say props to john bernthal's baltimore accent in this mm-hmm. not an easy accent to nail no. and he absolutely i've got family from baltimore he nails it to the wall it's perfect and also props to john bernthal because just because he doesn't necessarily seem like the type of person i think you all know what i'm saying when i say this that would sign on to this particular material and i appreciate his commitment to it (laughs) wow yeah uh roxy next up dj yes um the thing that is next on my list is it's like where do i want to go handmaid's tale i love this show people think that this show is not as good now i don't care what they say we finally got a moment this season, I don't want to give spoilers for anybody who's going to watch it, where we kicked the living bajerky out of somebody who deserved it, and it felt like it made all 45 seasons prior. <laughs> I think we're only on season six. Yeah. Uh, so worth it. Like, this is so good. People say that they're sick of Elizabeth Moss's acting. I am not. I think she just brings it every single second of every single moment of every single frame. And this show is way too similar to some of the things that women go through now. And it's poignant and prevalent and great and interesting. And one more season and they set it up so that I feel like we can actually wrap up in one season. I love this show. I have not seen it yet. I uh, I really liked the the first season. The the second season kind of lost me, and I stopped watching the hand. Ah! Sorry, I'm sorry. You are years behind. <laughs> I know. I at the, right at this point, it's like I don't even know. Like I could go back and catch up, but it's it'd be like Grey's Anatomy at yeah. this point. Yeah, just, like it's, it's a lifetime commitment to catch up. Yeah, Ro- Roxy's talking about The Walking Dead, and similarly, I watched the first season and then kind of stopped in the second season, and it's like, well, that's train that sh- uh, ship yeah, has sailed. It's I not got, happening. I, I actually think there's a, I'm only like two or three seasons from. Like I could theoretically rewatch Walking, like finish Walking Dead. Yeah. I think easier than Handmaid's Tale. Uh, uh, Lon, what's next on your list? Uh, let's keep it in the Viacom Paramount Global family mm-hmm. and move over to. Uh, I I'm shocked. I am shocked. I have not loved a new Star Trek TV show since like Deep Space Nine. I'm as shocked as anyone to find a Star Trek show in my top 10. But I thought Strange New Worlds was absolutely brilliant. Like blast. It, it's a blast. It, it's also doing a thing that I wish so many more franchises would do and going back to purely old school, episodic, week-to-week adventure of the week. Hey, we're going to this planet. Let's do a mission. Here's the crew. We're doing it. Oh, my God. The aliens have this kind of technology. It's like a (laughs) classic Star Trek show in every sense of the word. They're having so much fun with it. Anson Mount is like already one of my favorite Star Trek captains. The the vibes on the show are just immaculate. It's like exactly what I want from a Star Trek show. I also enjoy Lower Decks on Paramount Plus, but this is this Stranger Worlds, the gold standard. Yeah, we the um. Uh, we watched all stream my wife and i watched all of strange new worlds loved it it's a blast i love the episode uh i call it the submarine episode because there's a whole space battle that's yeah. essentially like a, a prolonged what would be a, in our world a submarine <laughs> battle great um and I, and I love that they're not embarrassed 
about being Star Trek to the point yeah. where it's like, uh, something's going on with the doctor's mind and suddenly we're all fantasy characters. Fuck it. You're going to watch it anyway. <laughs> it's pure throwback, like yep. original series Star Trek. And so many like clever Easter eggs and callbacks that you don't need to be like an expert Trekkie to get everything. If you don't get it, it's not a big deal. But if you are catching the references, it's yep. very clever. Yep. Roxy, is this, is this one that was on your radar? This is not even one that I watched. I feel like I'm letting my my super TV fans down knowing that there's two shows that have come up so far that I have not seen. But as we've mentioned prior, a lot of shows. A lot so of shows. shows. So um, shows. Speaking of a lot of shows, I feel like based off hints, Lon's laid down that this might also be on Lon's list, so I won't spend too much time on it. Uh, Andor. Fucking Andor. Yeah. There's a Star Wars show on DJ's list? <laughs> on DJ's list? Yes, that's how good Andor is. It's so good. <laughs> Uh, Andor is the next item on my list, so we might as well combine those two segments and talk about Andor. Mind blowing, mind. Because Lon, you don't know, but Roxy knows. We've talked about this before. I don't really consider myself, especially at this point, a Star Wars fan. Like, from there's a better chance of me not liking a Star Wars thing than me liking a Star Wars thing at this point. And after Obi Wan, I was like, I think I might meet. You know, listen, me and Star Wars have just grown apart. It's not meant to be. Uh, And then within the first couple episodes of Andor, I'm like, oh, I'm so sold. I'm I am in it to win it. And I don't think there was a bad episode of the season. No, I don't think so either. Andor was a top 50 show for me this year. <laughs> yeah, it did uh, not click for Roxy, but she, didn't, she's wrong was, about this. <laughs> I didn't dislike it at all. It was so, so, it was, it was solid, solid show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I mean, to me, it's like Star Trek is the, Star Trek, excuse me, Star Wars. It, the, the, we could go to different planets. It's it's different characters. It's different scenarios, different timelines. But everybody always tries to get back to that George Lucas tone from mm-hmm. the original trilogy. That like retro adventure serial, like kind of campy, a little hokey throwback. We're going on a, a hero's journey in space. Yeah. And for, for good or bad, I think even like Ryan Johnson, like even the people who've tried to sort of put a different spin on it, they always try to recapture that in some way because that's what we expect from the franchise. And I think Tony Gilroy's just just brass balls to come in and be like, <laughs> nope, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to not at all. 70s yeah. conspiracy paranoia thriller tone. We're going to stick with that the whole time. There's not going to be goofy aliens and robots. No Jar Jar type character. And we're going to stick to this is... So refreshing, reinvents what a Star Wars show could be. Like, I don't think they all should be like this. I'm, yeah. I'm glad there's Favreau and Filoni doing their own thing as well. Mm-hmm. But man, this this was such a breath of fresh air. I, I absolutely loved it. And I think, uh, I would also say, I think Stellan Skarsgård is giving one of the best performances in Star Wars. Like, yeah. it may be anything Star Wars. I think he's... He's a top five or ten character. And what I like about especially the dynamic between Andor and Luthen and the difference in performance between Stellan Skarsgård and Diego Luna is um, Skarsgård gets all like the speeches and like the the dialogue yeah. stuff. And it, it just nails it to the wall, right? But I like what Diego Luna is. Him is mostly his face reacting to, thing and observ- uh, reacting to things, observing things, processing things. Um, great across the board. Uh, bummed we have to wait two years for a second season, but yeah. so grateful that this happened. Like you said, Lon, I don't need Star Wars to suddenly become this all the time, but yeah, I it, think it, the it, promise of Star Wars is that a galaxy far, far away, all this stuff, there's so many things you can do. I hope this opens a door for more variation in the formula 
Yeah. You know, and I'm grateful it gave us this. Um, Roxy, next up on your yeah. list. So I only have three shows left because I spoke about some of the shows that Lon spoke about too. So okay. this isn't, I don't want somebody to think this is my number three show. It's mm-hmm. probably towards the end of the top 10 list. However, no one's speaking about it. And that's devastating because it was great from beginning to end. And that is, this is us. Mm-hmm. This is a show that deserves its flowers in its final season. They stuck the landing so hard on this show they tied every bow they needed to tie. They talk about the opposite of what DJ said. If you want to show that makes you feel good, like it's going to be okay even when it's not okay, this is the show for you. And I think that because there are so many um, HBO, Netflix, whatever style shows that are raunchy and like more flashy and impressive, this show just being a simple family drama did not do as well six years in mm-hmm. but it's it if you liked it the first season it sold you exactly what it would be it was true to itself the entire time it never jumped the shark and then it just was like here's the landing let's go hell yeah i have not watched it <laughs> i've never seen an episode of this tv show i'm sorry folks. so it's, it's really good <laughs> we're, we're glad you're here to rep it lon what's yeah. next on your list uh, well, uh, uh, so this is number four. Like I said, number three is Reservation Dogs, which we've already talked yeah. about. So we can jump over that. But for, at number four, so I also only have three of them. Yeah. At number four, uh, HBO Max is The Rehearsal. Yes! Uh, Fielders, <laughs> uh, incredible comedic reality experiment, social experiment. Who, who even knows how to even define <laughs> uh, what is going on with this show? But I thought it was absolutely captivating, yep. hilarious. Uh, one of those... It's it's like it's 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 lightning in a bottle. If one element didn't work, the whole show kind of collapses. But they're just somehow keeping all these plates spinning. The 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 way that he can end up in a scenario with that guy Robin, the the guy who's like the numbers, mm-hmm. the guy who's always paying attention to numbers, who's like you can drive a car, you don't need a license to drive a car uh, <laughs> or a license plate or whatever. Like like to organize a scenario that puts Nathan Fielder in the same room with that guy and lets him react to him is just like everything that has to go right to even get them there. It's like this show, it's like a miracle. Yeah. I I, yeah. I I really I really feel that. Roxy, this, this on is your my list? number two show. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's on my <laughs> list too. It's on my <laughs> list too. I just marked it off. Because how could it not be? You yep. can't watch the show and think like, oh, I've seen that before. <laughs> it's it's really like it, it reinvented the wheel. And, and in a way that was so expensive, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Like, yeah. The way that we decided to bring a bar across country with us <laughs> yeah. and just like every detail, it's not like. It's not like DJ Lon and I decided to make this show and yeah. just were like punking people. Yeah. The the amount of love and care TLC that had to go into this production is disturbing. Yes. And yes. and it just it every time every episode I was like I do I suck as a person? Yes. <laughs> like I don't know what to make of the fact that I cannot look away. Mm-hmm. I actually think I love Nathan. Mm-hmm. That seems to be very problematic. Mm-hmm. He might not be the best of dudes. Um, and also as an added cherry on top, just the whole Jewish element and him like <laughs> shutting down. Like that's actually very anti-Semitic mm-hmm. in that moment. And me being like, 
this like you're also making points that matter and you're repping but you're also changing people's lives and you're weird and quirky and it looks great this show is so good i also was always impressed with how it was able to surprise me with how deep the rabbit hole went like reveals like when he's like looking out the window and snow's coming down and he's like and winter's expensive to produce and then you see that they're manufacturing winter and it's like of course they are and i i am mad at myself for not realizing of course he's faking this because that's the bit of the show that's every and there'd always be these like right. reveals of like no actually it's a layer deeper than you think and it's like how though <laughs> yeah and there were there were so many there was so much commentary on the show that was about what the show is at core about like like people sort of kept, kept going like is this is this morally okay mm-hmm. what does this say about reality shows and about pranks and about child actors it's like all of those things are baked into the show. You're not bringing that to Nathan Fielder. That's what we're already talking about. Yes. It's 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 it, it plays as pure comedy, but it's actually very thoughtful. In the same way, like Sasha Baron Cohen stuff is yeah. like there's real insight. It's not just zaniness, even though Borat is very zany. Yeah, right. 100%. I actually think that if every year we had to put one show in a time capsule to represent that year, mm-hmm. and then leave it for martians to find um or yeah. what whoever this is the show of the year yeah like yeah. where are we at as a society <laughs> in 2022 Wh- what peaks us it's either something like this or Dahmer, and i just refuse to put Dahmer in a capsule <laughs> yeah. so yeah, the, like this is the show of the year that kind of swept the internet and we were like whoa this was the tiger king of this year yeah, yeah. i have lost wait Lom, that was you right that was yeah. me. That was my number four. Of the I year. only have one left. Okay, and so I'll I'll drop one real quick. I don't need to spend a lot of time on it. Uh, Primal HBO Max animated series from Gendy Tartakovsky, yes. brilliant, fucking brilliant. I, I think uh, by and large, season two is even better than season one, uh, except for one episode. They do one like away from our main characters episode that I think takes it away from what makes Primal special. It's still a good episode, just whatever. It's brilliant. Uh, it follows a caveman and a dinosaur on their adventures. There's almost no spoken dialogue. Uh, it's it's the the visual storytelling in Primal is unparalleled. Highly recommend it. Roxy, what's your last one? It's obviously going to be on both of your lists too. Yep. Ah, if it if it's not, then I don't know how we call ourselves TV people. It's Severance. Of yeah. course Severance. it is. Yeah. My number one, folks. Same, ding, same. Ding, ding, ding. It's Severance. I don't mean to be a basic bitch, but it's Severance. Severance is the best show of the year, and therefore it's number one on our list. Mm-hmm. Because, like, there's nothing better than Severance. Yeah. It was the best freshman year of any show I have seen in a long time with the best finale of any show I've seen in a long time. So, like, the way that it was great throughout, but then the last episode was, like, I actually can't wait for the second season. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I rewatched the finale again the other day mm-hmm. because I'm just anxiously waiting for yeah. the new season. And I watched it again and I was like, I I could watch this like a movie mm-hmm. 500 times in a row. Yeah. And yeah. every time just scream, mm-hmm. like scream at my TV. It's, it's severance. It's the, the best kind of puzzle box where yeah. it, it has all the the jj abrams puzzle box puzzle box elements of what are the goats and what's mm-hmm. with Kier and what are they really building all all that but 
all of that stuff really takes a backseat to how much we love the characters and these people and how drawn into their personalities and their lives and their their thrill and terror of discovery. Mm -hmm. Like if the show was just like, what's up with Miss Casey? What's in the basement? I think it would wear out its welcome. Yeah. But the the like we want Bert to find love mm -hmm. we we want these so characters, badly we so want badly. these characters to 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 meet their kids and figure out who they are and be at peace in their own minds and i think that's what makes it so rich and, and compelling beyond the the cleverness of the premise and all these sort of sci-fi ideas yeah and also what the premise says about our current work culture and stuff in our society and stuff like that as a sci-fi element i think that works really well too yeah it's my number yeah. one too it's great well, Fucking i, I watch kind of feel like i have a tie I, I i go back and forth on my my two favorite shows this year. Yeah. So this was one of them. Okay. I have a guess on what your other one is. I don't know if it's right. DJ, can I guess it? Yeah. Me asking. DJ, do I have your permission? <laughs> it's your show too. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> is it the bear? It's the bear. I've worked bear. with Lon for a long time <laughs> and I was like, if I know Lon, <laughs> it's going to be the bear. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, I think I, I sort of I've said this about maybe one or two other shows already, but the bear, it feels like a real like you feel like that's a real restaurant with real people you've gotten to know. It feels so lived in. It feels so grounded. It doesn't feel like they're coming up with dramatic writerly things to happen or conflicts to drive the story forward. Like, I think we were even talking about. Uh, Ozark, which I don't mean this is a knock on Ozark, but Ozark, you can sort of feel every season premiere is like, who's the big bad this year that Marty's going to have to outwit down the road? And you can you can like feel the hands of a creative team moving the show forward. The bear feels like a room full of people who don't really like each other, but they have to make Italian beef sandwiches. <laughs> and like, I just got so pulled into it. And, and technically, it's amazing. The performances are amazing. There's that episode that's almost one unbroken shot that's just pulling you around the kitchen and the intensity and the way they build it uh yeah like a, an unbelievable like high wire act of a season and i can't wait for more big year for yeah. evan moss bachrock who was in that and Whoa. andor and i want to say he was in something and the else. dropout and he the dropout john carry rue in the dropout did you killing. watch shameless lon no i've okay. seen i've seen the first like season and a half and and i liked it but it, it i didn't get I didn't get sucked in through the whole thing. So I'm obsessed with the bear also. I think on my list of honorable mentions, this is probably literally my number 11 because it's such a great show. I worked in a restaurant for seven years. It was, it's, it nails it from watching yeah. people drink out of the Tupperware to the mm -hmm. way they're speaking and interacting with each other. It's so, so good. I do think because I was a diehard shameless fan and, and just watched Jeremy Allen white in a in a Chicago show, it was like, I felt like it was watching an extension and he's like almost the exact same character at times. Right. It was kind of like watching extension. So it wasn't as new and fresh to me. So I think that's what prevented it from being in my top, top 10, but the way that they ended the first season and are going into the second season, I am like, couldn't be more excited about. So I yeah, I love the dynamic between these characters and the idea that, you know, next season we're going to see them sort of reinvent the restaurant and like how they're sort of working together. It's very, it's very exciting. A, a great premise. How many more? So what does the Oliver Platt show up at something? 
Uh, how how uh, many more do you have, Lon? Out of curiosity. Oh, that's it. That's, that's it. it. My, oh, my okay. top three. My top three are Reservation Dogs season two, then The Bear and Severance. Okay, then I'm just going to knock out. I don't need to get into these. I've talked about these shows. Better Call Saul had its final season this year. Fucking fantastic show uh this final season was it's great Love high it. atop my my runner is that your number though. two dj uh my number uh, yeah yeah that is uh, and then and then number three would be peacemaker i love peacemaker again i'm a superhero nerd uh peacemaker was fucking great uh we mentioned jody hill earlier he directed the fact that jody hill directed an episode of a superhero show blows my mind um and Did you like peacemaker better than the boys oh yeah Okay. Oh, boys, just real quick, honorable mention for me. Most of, again, AMC Plus has Interview with a Vampire, Moonhaven, Dark Winds, and Pantheon. All great shows. Recommend all of them. Yeah, um, I loved. Uh, I really liked Pantheon. I'm Can only two episodes in, and it's fucking melting my brain. It's like God Pantheon's damn it. Pantheon's like this animated freak out sci fi thing that is really clever and smart. It's based on a, a whole bunch of short stories, and I feel like you can tell that they're drawing on like rich source material. It also has one of the most graphic scenes. When you find out how your brain gets scanned they, they, <laughs> yeah. when they show in the second episode how <laughs> your brain up. gets scanned in the machine it's probably the most harrowing thing i've seen on tv this year but stuff we haven't mentioned our flag means death uh peaky blinders had its last season this year was great uh i i like tokyo vice uh i thought I, <laughs> it's my jam i do too I uh too. i you know um the lead guy whatever but the, i like the show um I enjoyed Halo, Bel Air, Boys is on there. I think Boys, this is their best season so far. Uh, Barry, Rami, I think they're both still great, but they both make me sad. Um, those those were just some things that were on my list, my uh, um, honorable mentions that we didn't talk about. Yeah, I got a few. Oh, go ahead, Rex. Do it. No, do it. You got it. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought you were. Uh, we we haven't talked about Hacks. I thought Hacks season two, maybe not quite. I don't think I quite liked it as much as season one, but I, I still really liked it. Gene Smart absolutely destroys a very, very funny show. Just another one of those, like, it's it's a comedy first. And, yeah. like, they're going to get Meg Stalter out there being hilarious in every episode. It does not lean too much into the drama, and I really appreciate that. Love the boys, season three. I think Anthony Starr's Homelander is one of the best performances on all of TV right now. Yeah. Uh, love that guy. I really enjoyed the Rings of Power on Amazon. It's very deep into the Tolkien lore. And I get that if you're not a book reader who's really fixated on middle earth it might have taken a while to appeal to you but i was really impressed by how they pulled it together and thought the the epic scale really worked i really liked as, as dj mentioned dark winds on amc plus looking forward to another season of that yeah. uh reacher on amazon mm -hmm. gonna give a shout out to reacher which i thought was a lot of fun just like a pure escapist male fantasy dad show mm -hmm. of the highest order that uh, it was very easy to watch and fun and entertaining. And then lastly, it's on Apple TV Plus. It's coming back for one final season in January. No one talks about this show. One of the best horror shows on TV. Servant. M. Night Shyamalan produces and directs a bunch of episodes created by this guy, Tony Bosgalop. It is not a, like, a guy jumps out at you with a knife kind of horror show. It is a very slow burn, creepy, mounting dread over the course of multiple seasons. But if you've stuck with it, it is so freaky and weird now. It's, like, unsettling throughout like it manages to sustain an air of being like intense and upsetting that most shows cannot even approach 
What about you, Rocky? Also, Rupert Grint is amazing in it. He's doing fantastic work. He's done. I feel like nobody knows him except as Ron Weasley. Yeah, he's been doing good TV work. He's been on a few couple TV projects that have been really good. Roxy, stuff we haven't mentioned, real quick. A lot of crossover with what you guys did mention. Hacks, for sure. Bel Air, for sure. Rami, for sure. The Boys, for sure. Peacemaker, for sure. Uh, the Bear, for sure. Things that we haven't really talked much about. Wednesday, I know it's a latecomer, but that show was just effing awesome euphoria was great white lotus has been crushing it this season pam and tommy i think was the best of the true crimes uh even though she didn't want it made so i didn't put it on my list Mm -hmm. because i had ajita about that yellowstone always going to be very high on my list and the great which i think is seriously incredible television and i i hope more people pick up that show so many things to watch i asked everybody on the discord what their top tens were i'm not we don't have time to list all their top tens so i'm going to say some things that weren't mentioned leonard kim mentions the orville which is also on uh mike joyce's list uh he mentions rings of power as well vikings valhalla um as we see it i don't even know what that show is uh leonard kim also mentions uh wednesday on mike joyce's list are, is the sandman and what we do in the shadows another great season of that show um kayla marie also mentions stranger things abbott elementary she also has hacks um only murders in the building i, I enjoyed the season didn't think it was as good as the first one uh and she yeah. says euphoria is on there somewhere uh so i listen we're running long so we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up <laughs> lon where can people find you oh find me on twitter as long as there's still a twitter i guess at l-o-n-s is the place to do that uh you can also check out my tv thoughts in the inside streaming newsletter that's at inside.com slash streaming lastly uh if you want to hear me talk about tv even more than this you can check out binge boys my podcast with hal rudnick that's on spotify apple wherever you like to get podcasts it's a lot of fun check it out there'll be links in the description roxy I like that we were running lawn. Uh, we're running lawn. Uh, <laughs> at Roxy Stryer, everywhere that matters. Uh, you can find me at DJ Talks Trash. You can follow the show at Only Stupid Answers everywhere that matters, but on uh, Twitter and Hive. Yank out the vowels from stupid. And we will see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.